0: You are listening to The Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the director for every body, Julie Cohen.
1: Society generally considers that biological sex is cut and dry. Actually, it's not cut and dry. We don't fall neatly into that male-female box. I was born intersex, and although I was born with a vagina,
0: I was also born with internal testes. We live in a society that's so binary. So as an intersex person, where do I fit? Welcome, everyone, to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with Julie Cohen, the director of the new documentary, Everybody. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Great to be here.
0: I'm really excited to talk to you about this film because I think for most people, we have so little knowledge of intersex people and the history behind this medical sort of phenomenon, and I was wondering what your knowledge of intersex people was before you embarked on this project.
1: Yeah, um, my my knowledge wasn't huge, but it wasn't it was like pretty good by overall standards, as I now understand, because as I've been talking to, to people over the past you know couple of years working on this project, I realized how many people just have no idea. Mm-hmm. I did understand what it means to be intersex. I didn't know that much about the history, and I certainly didn't know about the growing and blossoming intersex rights movement, which ends up kind of being uh, the heart of the story of the film.
0: Yeah, and I had read that the idea for the film came about while you were doing research in the NBC archives, and you would come across an old Dateline program which you had produced about um, david did, reimer produce, or you had, produce had produced a dateline but not that specific story Yeah,
1: i did not work on that story um right. yeah basically I, I worked i was a dateline producer for quite a while before i left to start making documentary films about 15 years ago and um actually from time to time i've come back to do mm-hmm. sort of various development work and, and projects for them and in 2018 they had invited me back to take a look through the archives looking for old stories that might make good jumping off points for feature documentaries i immediately started looking into the uh this kind of crazy stranger than fiction uh story from 1999 about david reimer and dr john money a a film a story i remembered having having Mm -hmm. watched with the thought of like you know this is uh you know, case of medical abuse that also really seemed to touch on our current debate about gender. And I was just looking into ways of like, how could we update this and make it relevant to today? And that's when I came to understand um, how a strange old case had actually influenced the way that intersex people have been treated by the medical establishment for, for decades
0: that story itself is so stunning I was sitting there with my mouth agape in the theater do you remember seeing that for the first time I what have you thought about it a lot in the years since or when um, you, you know, rediscovered I, it was that a new like I had forgotten
1: yeah no I did remember it and mm. when and when um you know I remember not only watching it but when you work at Dateline when a story comes into the script file you could read it from the script i remember reading the script and calling the producer a woman named ruth jenets and saying oh my god like this, this story is incredible um and so when Dateline reached out to me and said, "Oh, do you want to you know look at developing things for for docs, like that was literally the first one. I was like, somebody get me the tape of that story. I want to watch it again. I want to think, how can we you know, how can we make this work for today? Because the story, not only is, is the story quite old, but mm, all of the key players have passed away subsequently. <clears throat> so um, And not to mention, I mean, there's sort of so many, Sort of complexities <laughs> and also spoiler yes. I'm not sure I'm going to get <laughs> so into what the story was, but like, but like, also, it's the way that story ends is a, is really, really sad and tragic. And I
0: yeah,
1: stories that have some happy, joy aspects to them and some uplift, which in the end, this film mm-hmm. very much does. But um, so I was like, hey, we've got to, you know, I think we've got to move quite, quite far from this initial fascinating kind of blow-your-mind archival story.
0: Yeah, and so when you have found you know this story and you're thinking about how to turn this into a movie, how did you get connected with the people who would eventually be your subjects for this film?
1: Yeah, so when I'm looking in the old tapes, I watch not only the old Dateline story, but also mm. all the field tapes. And in the field tapes, um, the young man who is the victim, I'm going to say, because that's kind of the word of some medical experimentation that ended up having implications um, beyond him, is kind of asked like, hey, why are you coming forward? And he said, you know, I've learned how my case is being used to justify unnecessary genital surgeries on intersex Babies, and I'm upset about it, and I want to speak out. So it was almost like, even though he's passed away, he was sort of calling for uh, an investigation into a whole nother story beyond him, and that's what I—that's what led me to start looking into that and to start connecting with um, the modern-day intersex rights movement. Um, you know, there was a long period as the story, as the film, you know, tells the story of intersex people, people who are biologically through their anatomy and their chromosomes or some combination, you know, don't fit neatly into a male-female box, along with potentially being subjected to medical interventions that they're not consenting or often wanting, um, they also, had a history of being treated with a lot of secrecy around their cases often they didn't know their full medical histories if they did know they were told not to talk about it and um that's how things stood for quite a while but in recent years with our you know expanding understanding of gender and with LGBT people coming forward particularly the trans rights movement saying like no we're going to speak out about our experience that really was a catalyst for a number a growing number of intersex people to be coming out sort of proudly declaring i'm intersex i'm not ashamed of it i i deserve human rights and so do other intersex people Um, and so, and so it was that a few years ago when I was starting to do some internet research on this, I was able to find like some really extraordinary, um, activists who are coming to the fore on this and in my view, just like not getting the attention that their issue deserves. Hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.
0: And their stories in the film and the way they present themselves and the way you help them present their histories. It- it's very impactful and it's one of those things where you you watch this movie and you realize like you do not know anyone's story just from passing them in the street or looking at them and it like it it acts like as like an empathy check right like can you understand these people who may or may not look anything like you who may or may not have anything in common with you i'm interested because your most recent films prior to this have been focused on one person and their impact and legacy. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Julia Child, Gabby Giffords. And in this one, you have three main subjects who are sort of standing in for a whole group of people. How did you find the process different for this film?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it does, it does present kind of different uh challenges to tell a story that involves really multiple ple- people versus the bio- biographical kind of amazing women uh, films that um, myself and Betsy West have uh, directed together in, in recent years. Um, this presented new challenges. I found them to be really, I'd say kind of enjoyable challenges overall. Um, and I think the there was a little bit more you know, because it isn't a biography, there's a little more flexibility. Like I knew I I knew I didn't want to just focus mm. on one intersex activist because that would make it seem too much like this is a unique story of one person. And part mm. of the point is to say like, no, this is actually a variation of human ex- experience that exists for a number of people. So I wanted the viewer to meet a number of people. Three is always a good number when you're not <laughs> one. So I had three in mind as a number. Um, and, um, you know, I, I Googled a a lot, I saw some great footage of Alicia, um, Rothweigel, one of the stars of the film, who, um, one thing that really appealed to me about her story was that, um, she's based in Texas, like, I think in a lot of people's mind, kind of the heart of anti-LGBT. Very much so. Uh, um, and yet here's someone like, so, you know, it takes a lot of gumption, uh, to be standing up as a, as a young woman and like really talking, um, loudly on these issues, you know, uh, actually, um, Alicia's an advocate for, um, gay and trans rights also. And then, you know, but most recently has, um, come out as an intersex person and is speaking out for intersex human rights. So you know, she was amazing. We had a great couple Zooms. Um, I asked for suggestions of other people. She connected me to uh, Saifa Wall, who lives in uh, an American, but living in the Mm -hmm. UK, had a great conversation. I was like, wow, there's some really incredible activists uh, working on this. And I really wanted to feature people in the film to know one another so that the verite like the connections could be more organic mm-hmm. rather than like enforced by the film and this is there is kind of a community of activists so that was going to be uh feasible and um on our literally first day of filming um Somebody who was visiting from LA, another intersex activist named River, like walked in to our shot. Um, I always, I mean, that the moment River is actually on camera, like somebody's like, "Oh, there's River," like which didn't mean anything to me at the time, but um, and they were so amazing and felt really different than our other stars and especially I really like that River is an actor like that's a kind of a different way to be an activist to to represent your community um uh, in in theater and uh on on stage on film um they're also a screenwriter and a narrative director so there was kind of like the the Hollywood side of activism and I just thought like These are extraordinary people, and like I liked getting to know them, and I thought that viewers were going to, too.
0: I love happy accidents like that. (laughs) It's fantastic. I think that a lot of us who are very supportive of progressive and activist causes, it's very easy to look at films like this and while appreciating them for bringing these topics to the fore, feel like they can be a bit like preaching to the choir because only the people who are interested in this sort of topic would go see it. And I I wanted to ask you specifically as someone who has made a number of films about liberal causes throughout their career, how do we get films like everybody in from in front of the people who quote unquote need it most yeah. who well, may be know, the most daniel,
1: but, but you know daniel i think this one is a little of an, an exception in that way because mm-hmm. I like, yeah. overall. that is a problem i don't think a whole lot of people frankly saw our gabe gabby giffords film who didn't mm-hmm. already support uh you know legislation against gun violence and there it's a problem uh the intersex issue is a little different because Mm -hmm. even people who probably, if they understood the issues better would support and would be allies for intersex rights, actually aren't doing that at all yet because they don't know enough about the issue. And that includes, by the way, a pretty big chunk of the LGBTQ plus community who just hasn't been so plugged in. So I think there is a fair amount awareness wise that can be accomplished I'm, I'm actually, un- unlike with RBG, I am not saying like, take your Republican grandmother to go see um, <laughs> to go see everybody. I'm not, I'm not sure. She's <laughs> to honest, uh, we did, we did a lot of people did bring their Republican grandmothers to RBG and they really liked it. And it, but like, but here it would be enough just to bring yourself and your friends. Because even if your heart and mind might be in the right place, like there's a lot that we all have to learn on this issue.
0: There really is. And thank you so much for making this film for to help us all learn and see a part of our world that we don't before. Um, Before we take our leave, I wanted to ask you that after people see everybody, where would you recommend they go for next steps?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great um, question. There's an organization called Interact. You could go to interactadvocates.org. That's probably the largest and most organized um, intersex rights organization. They're involved in a lot of the current uh, policy debates and legislative fights. So uh interact would definitely be a place to check out and probably just following all of our stars in their various social media platforms mm-hmm. so they're keeping people uh they're keeping people posted on everything that's happening and there's a lot
0: fantastic julie cohen thank you so much for joining us thank you and best of luck on your next project thank you hey everyone thank you so much for listening to dan bear's interview with the director for the new documentary film everybody julie cohen here on the next best picture podcast everybody is now currently playing in theaters from focus features you have been listening to the next best picture podcast we are proud to be part of the evergreen podcast network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts and let us know what you think of the show we really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at patreon for one dollar minimum a month you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us thank you so much for listening as always and we will see you all next time